Welcome to Statehouse Soundbites, WITF's Pennsylvania politics podcast. I'm Katie Meyer, State Capitol Bureau Chief for WITF. You can hear my reports on public radio stations across the state. We're recording today uh, not in a coffee shop. You can probably hear that. Uh, We're in a studio at WITF, and that is because... With me is Marie Cusick, who's WITF's State Impact Pennsylvania reporter. She covers oil and gas and has been for quite some time. So she has the context, I think, to help us understand why oil and gas has become such a weird part of this budget. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's a hot topic. It's been hotly debated in Harrisburg for nearly a decade, I'd say. Yeah. So um, I guess kind of we'll zoom out. That's what we want to do first and kind of say, okay. so the context wise, um, what did it take to get us to this politically kind of precarious area where we're trying to maybe tax natural gas more, but there's no consensus about how to do that and how much to do that? Um, You know, walk us through what it took to get here. It's been a, a decade or so now, right? Yeah, Pennsylvania has really been experiencing the Marcellus Shale natural gas boom for about 10 years. And uh, ever since, you know, the first drill rig showed up, uh, people have been debating whether the state is really getting its fair share in terms of taxing this resource. Um, So right where we find ourselves now, um, the state has, this is pretty much the closest we've gotten to a, a sort of political consensus around whether we might have a severance tax on natural gas since 2009. Um, but it's just, yeah, been years of debate. And really the 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 quick thing that I'll say is that gas industry is taxed. They do pay taxes like other businesses. But um, And we have a special thing called an impact fee in Pennsylvania. But what they don't pay is a severance tax, and that's that this hot debate. Uh, and the severance tax means when you sever the resource from the earth and you take it out of the ground, uh, are you taxed on the volume of the gas? So right now, the impact fee they pay when they drill a well. So the, they're paying a fee for punching holes in the ground, but a severance tax would be paying a tax on the amount of gas that's being produced. Right. And uh, people often sort of conflate these two taxes. They say they're interchangeable. They're saying it's kind of all the same thing. Some people do say this. The words kind of seem arbitrary, but they are. They're very different things and they, you know, yield different amounts of money, right? Yeah, they're different ideas. Like like I said, are you taxing holes in the ground or are you taxing gas? And uh, the the hard question to answer is when you look at other states is, you know, is Pennsylvania getting its fair share? Well, you know, Texas, which is a major energy producing state that is generally seen as very friendly to the oil and gas industry, people say, oh, even they have a severance tax of 7.5%. Uh, but when you you look at that, you try to compare apples to apples, their, their corporate tax structure is different. We have a very high corporate tax structure. So it quickly devolves into this uh, app, it's hard to do an apples to apples comparison with other states. Right. And uh, so that's kind of what we try to do. That's what you try to do. We try. <laughs> <laughs> and again, you say it gets complicated. Their corporate taxes are very different if we're comparing us to, say, Texas. But you have found you have a chart in front of you here that shows, you know, what we're getting from the severance tax versus the impact fee. Right. Right. Well, like I will say it, the interesting history behind the impact fee right. is that yeah, Governor Corbett, who signed it into law, had it signed the no tax pledge under uh, which many conservatives did. So he didn't want to raise taxes. Right. So they implement- so he called it a fee. Instead. Exactly. It's a fee. Although I will say Grover Norquist disagreed with him and said <laughs> it was a tax. But whether whatever you're calling it, the industry now likes to call it the impact tax. I will say, again, you're just it's two different ideas, the, the hole in the ground versus the gas. And um, 
And what I can say is the impact fee collections uh, that go both to the state and back to local governments where drilling occurs, they peaked in 2013. So they peaked with, I think it was about $225 million that came in that year. And every year since then, it's it's declined. And uh, yeah, this I think this chart for Moody's that I brought in, it's just an interesting chart because Moody's issued a report earlier this year warning that local governments in Pennsylvania that rely on these fees um, that the, the declining impact fees were, were hurting their budgets. And, and they kind of had a chart showing that gas production in Pennsylvania keeps going up. It's a steady slope upward. But as I mentioned, the impact fees keep declining. And that's because it's not it's not related to the production of the gas. So th- that's where this debate finds itself constantly is, are we getting our fair share? Are we appropriately taxing this resource? And, I mean, is there any sense that, like, if we continue not taxing actual production of gas and just tax how many holes we punch in the ground, like, could it dip more? Is there any sense of that? It's hard to say because when the if and when the price of gas ticks upward more, you will see more rigs coming in. You'll see more holes in the ground. So you'll see those numbers shoot up again. But um, and again, it's it's hard to forecast all these factors. But all I can say is that we are, um, in last year alone, Pennsylvania produced 5 trillion cubic feet of gas, which is pretty much, it's, if it were its own country, it would be among the largest gas producing countries in the world, like uh, in the line of like what Qatar produces. <laughs> yeah. So we're second in the nation to only to Texas. So right. people, de- there's generally definitely a feeling that as the state experiences financial troubles, like there's been pressure to get more uh, more bang for the buck. Right. And so then getting into the the political arguments here, because basically what you hear is Republicans, mostly conservative Republicans, saying that if we tax the oil and gas industry more heavily on top of, you know, the corporate taxes that we already have on top of the impact fee, that that's going to chase out the industry. It's going to, you know, lower the uh, amount of money that we're getting. And Democrats say the exact opposite. They say the industry's here to stay. They're not going anywhere. We need to be getting more revenue out of this. Um, so Governor Tom Wolf, I think you mentioned, has been campaigning on this. Um, he well, he did campaign on this in 2015. It's been his talking point all these years. Most Democrats, this is the big talking point. Con, you know, moderate Republicans, especially from the Southeast, are very on board with the severance tax in some capacity. So, you know, what's you know what's the push and pull that you've been seeing between the two parties? Yeah, well, as you said, the conservatives who aren't interested in taxes, um, they were the authors of this fee structure and feel like that's working and it makes sense. And, and they, like you said, they don't want to tax the industry and they feel like, you know, chase it out of town. I will say, though, that I've talked to a lot of people over the years about this. And really, this isn't, of course, the industry doesn't want to pay more taxes. That makes total sense. But this isn't a the state tax policy really isn't one of the key factors in their decision making. I mean, some of these are, um, you know, large multinational companies. And really what drives their decision making often is the price of the resource um, and the access to infrastructure, access to labor. So, yes, of course, state, you know, state tax policy, they don't want to pay more. But that's just not really a key driver of the decisions here. This is a huge resource. It's, you know, been called the Saudi Arabia of natural gas here. And it's right next to lots of large population centers in the northeastern United States. And already billions and billions of dollars have been sunk into this area. So I've alternatively heard the industry described as 
we're taking our first, you know, baby steps. We're in our infancy. Don't crush us. And also, like, we can just pick up and get out of town. Like, which, which is yeah. which is it? Um, so I think that bigger picture is important to understand. Okay. And so, the, like, related to this, because, you know, as we know, I think anybody listening to this, we have Republican majorities in the House and in the Senate, Democratic governor. So that does create a lot of, you know— you know, tension, difficulty in passing legislation because they're obviously very opposed. So the conservatives in the House have made it very clear, the House specifically, have made it very clear that they do not want a severance tax. They don't want any taxes in this budget that they're currently trying to pass. And they won't bring them up for a vote. They've, you know, they've said that they don't want to vote on it, so they won't. But uh, Democrats, you know, have been attempting to get a vote pushed through. Governor Wolf has been putting his weight behind it. Uh, we've seen very little movement, but we've seen like kind of spasms toward potential movement. I think, <laughs> you know, nothing it's actually a good happens. Word, but <laughs> so um, you, I mean, we, we've both been covering this in the last few weeks. But sort of to bring it into what's happening right now with the budget, um, there's just been some political games played with this tax, right? Yeah, well, they're, I mean, they're kind of up against the wall. Like, they need money, as you know. Um, So that's what's driving a lot of this conversation is the state really needs money. So where are you going to get the money? Right. Um, And yeah, one of the interesting things that happened recently was there was, um, you know, a bill, a a severance tax bill that would have added a tax on top of the current impact fee. And um, there was a committee here at House. Well, this is a Republican-sponsored bill, by the way, sponsored by Kate Harper, who's mm-hmm. a moderate Republican. Right. And so this is, um, yeah, there was a House committee meeting a couple weeks ago um, with the House Environmental Resources and Energy Committee. And, uh, you know, I didn't really know what was going to happen. Um, it was very last minute. They said they were going to vote on it. Hastily convened committee meeting. But what happened was they amended the bill just essentially to change the impact fee into a severance tax, which is really, you know, you talk about political games, you're just calling one thing another thing. Right. So this was literally to rename the existing impact fee a severance tax? Yeah, which is just bizarre. It was a bizarre (laughs) thing to do. And I didn't really understand what was going on. So I asked the chair of the committee, I said, you know, why are you just changing the name? Because Again, whether you like it or dislike it, those are two different ideas. Are you taxing holes in the ground or are you taxing gas volumes? And he said, well, uh, they're just artificial constructs. So, And then he said that we would be changing the legal definition. And I said, well, yeah, I guess all words are artificial constructs <laughs> and you guys do write laws. But it was just, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. Right. And so that, again, that's one spasm. And it didn't go anywhere. That bill did not leave committee. Um, did they, they never voted on it, did they? No, it was subject to, I mean, it was viewed, as I understood it, the whole thing, the whole hearing, it was, it was viewed as sort of a parliamentary move to try to, um, head off this discharge resolution that the Democrats had gotten going. Right, right. And so then that gets into the next weird thing, which is the discharge resolution. And a discharge resolution gets kind of complicated, but that is, it's a, you know, a, 
process thing that they can do in order to get um, a bill supported by a minority party out of a committee that's controlled right, by the majority Right, it sitting party. in the committee, so it's like get right, it going. Right, right. So if the, you know, the Republican committee chairs aren't going to call this up to a vote for whatever reason, say their party doesn't want them to, um, then, you know, the Democrats would have an opportunity to get this onto the full House floor to see if the chamber actually supports it. The Democrats have been saying for ages and ages that if they got this onto the full House, it would pass. They have support from, you know, again, their own caucus, some moderate Republicans. They think some other Republicans would get on board, you know, if push came to shove. But the problem, I think, that comes up is that when a discharge resolution is going to get onto the floor, you have to have, first of all, people sign on to the resolution. And that pushes it out of the committee. And then it goes to the full House, the full chamber, whatever chamber it is. And the full chamber has to vote on whether they want to vote on it. Right. And that's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. (laughs) But that becomes a harder vote for them than actually voting for the bill, because it's essentially voting against you know, the process that your party controls. So um, that becomes a tricky thing for them to do. And that's this is what I've heard, you know, from various lawmakers that they just couldn't do it. So the Democrats couldn't get the vote to get this onto the floor. They tried early this week. It didn't work out. So I suppose, you know, like where where does that leave us? Well, I guess to say all of this stuff is happening in the House. I mean, the, it's, the it's Senate's worth, done their own stuff. The Senate's yeah. just on their own track. And I will say that they passed um, a basically a a type of severance tax in what was it July yeah. um that would you know is basically expected to raise about 100 million dollars a year which is not very much it's not very much money and i i mean one of the interesting things is i talked to this guy is he's a researcher for resources for the future which is a nonpartisan environmental economic think tank and and after the senate passed that severance tax he was like not only is this not really going to affect the industry or chase them out of town, but it's also really not going to bring in that much money. Right. So I think it's worth remembering that when Wolf came into office, the tax he proposed, a 5% severance tax, um, he said it would raise a billion dollars to fund public education. Right. um, You know, quickly that proved not to be true. Not only did he end up in a months-long stalemate with the Republican-controlled legislature, but a five percent tax is not going to raise it a billion was, dollars. It was never going to bring in a billion dollars, right? And I think the Senate's one ended up being like a one percent tax, right? I it think- ranged. It, it had a sort of. It ranged from one point five cents per thousand cubic feet to three point five cents, and okay. it was. It, yeah, it's, it doesn't really it's roll off very- the tongue, but <laughs> I mean, the point is, it wasn't. We're not talking a lot of, about a lot of money here. Yeah, a hundred million dollars sounds like a lot to you and me, but. In the grand scheme of the issues we're facing here, it's yeah the amount of money that we have to fill in in this budget is two point two billion. There's a, that's a big hole. That's a large hole. So, and I think it's worth noting too. Um, one of the arguments that's been coming up with this tax is not only this is you know anti-tax argument. Not only would it hurt the industry, but it would potentially hurt consumers by passing down higher costs to them. Worth noting that the Senate, at the same time they passed the severance tax, also passed a you know direct tax on utilities that was four times. As yeah, large. which yeah, which is you and me consumer. It's on a the other more end. direct tax on consumers than this would ever be. Right. So um, that's the Senate's thing that they passed. Um, this also comes, by the way, when you pass a severance tax, it comes with a lot of environmental, uh, you know. Things that they kind of compromise on. Things. Well, if you talk to if you talk to environmental advocates, they'd right. say they were trying to gut the State Department of Environmental Protection. Yeah, one uh, of the things that came along with it was um, they would basically outsource like some permitting, like uh, rights to other outside companies. 
Well, yeah, that and that is a very controversial idea because what you're essentially saying is that outside companies should be doing the job of the state environmental agency. Right. And then um, that raises all kinds of questions. and Whether they're qualified to be permitting yeah, there's inspectors really, and yeah. things. I mean, one former state environmental secretary I talked to, who he served in the Ridge administration, you know, Republican, now he's a lobbyist. He, was, he just felt like this was really trying to gut the agency that he used to lead. Yeah. And so yeah, so this is a very controversial thing. And it also, I mean, it makes a lot of Democrats very hesitant to even support these severance tax bills if they know they're going to come along with these environmental compromises. So it becomes like when you vote on the severance tax, you're never just voting on the severance tax. Um, you're voting on a whole boatload of additional issues that get attached to it via the political process. So that's sort of if you're a person out there who's wondering, why don't we have a severance tax yet? I feel like lots of people want it. That's why. It's a very complicated thing to get past. Right. And I will also just say I think it's important for people to understand there's just a very powerful lobby behind the oil and gas lobbyists. They're, you know, they spend a lot of money. They spend a lot of time and uh, people listen to them. Yeah. Um so, I mean, I guess that's kind of where we leave it. I've been, you know, just kind of looking forward in the budget process. You know, the Democrats weren't able to rally the votes to get the severance tax onto the floor. So I think that was sort of a significant, I don't want to say it's a failure yet, maybe they'll try again, but it's significant that they haven't been able to. Um, you know, as rumors go, we're hearing a lot of them about how the budget negotiations are going. We're probably going to hear more at the beginning of next week. But it's likely that a severance tax will not be in the final proposal that the House and Senate have put together that they're going to attempt to, you know, vote through in the next week. So, I mean, if that's the case, Marie, do you see this issue going away? This issue is never going away because, uh, you know, you talk to people in the oil and gas industry, this is a perennial threat for them because every single year we negotiate a budget and every single year people say we're not getting enough money from the Marcella Shale. And every single year it's going to come up. Whether or not anything happens is anyone's guess. It's been a decade and uh, there is no severance tax. So <laughs> there's that. Well, um, I guess that really kind of sums it up. Um, we're going to keep this one short and sweet this week. But um, anything else people need to know when they're trying to understand this issue, you think? I think we kind of laid it all out. I I guess just that the impact fee is is a different kind of structure than a severance tax and that one is paying for wells and holes in the ground and one is paying for volume, uh, paying tax on the volume of the gas. All right. So if you want to hear more about this, if you want to learn more about these very specific, but as Marie says, important distinctions between these taxes, uh, read more of her reporting on State Impact Pennsylvania. It's all there. Lots and lots of years and years of it. Um, and on that note, we'll be back next week with hopefully some more budget updates.